This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. We are back from one more day of one more week of lockdown here in Delhi. Things are not getting any better. If at all they seem to be getting worse throughout the country, hopefully we shall be able to give you some more information and news giving some clarity and updates on all corona related things that are happening around the world. There's very little other than that in the news these days although there is some stuff we have we shall give you that i'm abhinandan sekri telling you that pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers are served and i will tell you why it will be all the more important in the years to come so first let me introduce the panel before we get into what made the news and what didn't and how this is going to impact the world and how seriously is the world taking it in the office today we have raman hi mehraj hello and Manisha hi joining us online from Bangalore is Dhanya Rajendran founder and editor in chief of the news minute hi dhanya hi hi so thank you for making the time i believe you have like half an hour how how long do you have how long can we have you on this conversation that depends on how interesting the conversation is acha bachu aisa kya okay then we shall make it so interesting that you'll ta- you'll book a flight to come here and join the news laundry office there's no flight private flight obviously there is sir has a very connected journalist she can get anything done by the way did you see this uh, small uh, report india today did about all these rich people sending their jets private to jets. ferry their people yes, back yes. kids and parents like one person per flight i saw that um well people are doing stuff well the americans sent Sigh. a flight to take all their citizens away because i know i i one of my help her sister works with an american family and the family is gone because flight came no for that matter is that way they are really sent, good yaar they really take care for, about their citizens is sent one to goa swedish mm. swedish have also sent it to goa see they evacuate humne we are the only country that has said you can't enter no but india also Even sent flights to back. a lot of countries it's just like they can't manage buses for people who are going home on foot but uh, let me just introduce dhanya other than being the editor in chief of the news minute and the co-founder she has done a lot of reporting she is a ground reporter in seoul even today and you see her doing a lot of that uh, she's a graduate of the asian college of journalism and many of her reports on human rights violations and corruption resulted in national investigations including two by the country's apex agency the cbi so welcome dhanya thank you i'll just give you the headlines of what happened um indian cases have reached 2166 as of this morning the death toll rises to 50 we had the highest spike with 386 new covid-19 cases uh, in the last 24 hours i don't know what the status is going to be by the time this podcast goes online which is usually a 24 hour lag then there is a fund set up called the pm cares fund for covid-19 it is uh, apparently not within the bounds of government it's not like a government fund it is a trust outside of the government or that is what has been reported and art saket gokhale has filed an rti so the wire did a piece on this we can talk a little more about that then the center went to the supreme court seeking that no media should publish covid-19 news without first ascertaining facts with the government or other bizarre request raman sir will be able to give some more gyan on that because he's read the full judgment uh he was saying it was a very sneaky way of the government trying to basically just get censorship in but luckily the supreme court hasn't said yes to what they had demanded 
yeah. some of it yeah but but yeah. not complete yeah but but saying that it is mandatory i mean directing us to carry their you know version 2 version means whatever they give mm. so so that is something which supreme court has no business to tell under article 14 but it doesn't stop us from reporting right? of course not all right so then there was a big case which became a circus on prime time last night the tablighi jamaat held apparently some sort of an event at nizamuddin dargah that is here in uh, delhi on the evening of march 13th and that has super spreaders there are like i don't know how many people from there who went all over the country who are testing positive one after the other then india has sent covid 19 protective gear to serbia while there is a huge shortage at home there's a report around this I wonder what the reasoning around this can be and the migrant labor problem is kind of reduced it's not solved many migrant labor have been adjusted in camps all around the country and also many people are coming forward to feed them which is nice to see but it's far from fixed the problem you must have seen the video and I saw that in BBC by the way India India makes it on the BBC almost every day I don't know whether you guys watch the morning bulletin on BBC but these is India makes it daily oh. whether it is for being sprayed that in India this happened yeah. Mm. or in india they are the people stuck on the road or in india they are cops upturning vegetable carts yeah. every day india has made it to bbc so we should be really proud um you know finally we are hitting the world map so far 22 migrants have died while trying to get home to the lockdown some out of sheer exhaustion hunger some being run over and the delhi government is tripling uh, the scale of the food program it will feed 1.2 million poor i still think calling it hunger centers is a little disrespectful they should just call them food centers you don't have to make the hungry feel so needy that they're going to hunger centers ambulance work in up threatened to a halt due to a shortage of ppes which is the protective gear in fact uh, i forget which hospital the four hos- four doctors decided to quit they said we don't want to work anymore and they have been served with some sort of a notice and i'm just wondering you can't force someone to work right but um, we'll probably give some more information on that and china has reopened their famous markets that sell bats pangolins and everything because their numbers have dipped this has set forth a lot of conspiracy theories that i shall elaborate on and the economic impact of this is something that i would like to talk on which is not being spoken of at all other than in the us to some extent other than that we have kashmir is also in the news mehraj you have some headline on that Yeah so they sneakily well everybody is at home they changed the domicile rules so earlier you were a state subject you were a permanent resident of Kashmir you were entitled to certain benefits and it basically the whole idea was to protect the demographic makeup of the state mm. now they have done away with that so if you are a person who has served in Kashmir lived there for 15 years if you have studied there gone to school there for 7 years and uh, sat for class 12 class uh, 11 uh, class 12 and class 10 exams so you will be a domicile which means you'll be you'll be entitled to buy land you'll be entitled for right. jobs and everything so basically all the like the long term military officers or the bureaucrats and their children are automatically now the uh, residents of kashmir so why don't you come in dhanya some of the i mean let's start with this nizamuddin case some of these people have made it to bangalore and parts of chennai you guys have been covering this vigorously how widespread is the extent of the impact there and has the narrative that many of the english news channels took that this is biological warfare by muslims is there any i mean is it just noise on television or does this have repercussions on the ground from your understanding so um couple of things one is that the meeting happened from 
onwards and i think people were there till the 24th now we have spoken to at least 25 participants uh, of this uh, jamaat event in delhi so they've gone in batches there was one event on 8th 9th and 10th which was the international meet which had the preachers from other countries like thailand indonesia etc so after 10th many of them dispersed from there and they went to different states because they were told to preach in mosques in those states so that's how thai and indonesian nationals reach tamil nadu telangana etc the next meeting which is the andhra jod starts i think 3 days later that's from there was another meeting on 13 14 15 then another one uh, from 20 on 21st and 22nd so there were a couple of meetings which happened in these two weeks and people have flown out of delhi till the 24th so the problem is huge because they are in almost every district for example every state has around 1000 to 1500 participants i'm talking only about the southern states excluding kerala kerala has had only 300 participants till now all the other states have around 1500 participants and they are from every district so the cluster in every district which the authorities have to now watch out for are their immediate contacts but that's not all many of them have taken flights and trains including spicejet indigo air india they have flown out from delhi in various flights and trains so passengers co passengers in these flights and trains also have to be informed so it's a huge exercise but my problem with this whole thing is the event starts on 8th it goes on to 21st the first case uh, in telangana uh, was positive on march 16th on march 18th 10 people were positive in telangana tamil nadu gets its first case on march 21st what were all these states doing for the last 10 days what were the centers doing for the last 10 days why was there no communication why did we have to wait from march 18 to march 31st for the states to suddenly announce saying everyone who attended jamaat please come and declare yourself right so what you're saying is since these had already been discovered before that the, the cases that you spoke about at the states clearly the states did not follow up or try to retrace their steps that's what you're saying right the states states just sat on it i don't even it. know if the states inform the center or the center i mean there has to be some, most of these states had cases before 21st and i saw a pib release yesterday saying that the center told the states that on march 21st uh, the center had given out uh, a warning saying that such a jamaat has happened and a few people have turned positive we have spoken to people who flew out of delhi on 24th so if there was such an information then why didn't uh, why didn't the center and delhi government put all these people in quarantine between 21st and 24th so obviously yes this group was careless there's definitely no doubt about it but the governments do have ignored it for at least 10 days right that's hmm. an interesting aspect so um, anisha yeah. i mean you watched that has any of these questions been asked not on television no okay. not on television and one one other thing important thing is that uh, the home ministry told us that they were screening people right from february 1st at the airport and especially uh, tourists coming from nations that have had covid cases so thailand had the first case on 13 january malaysia had a first case on 25th january so how were preachers from these countries entering india without the center the home ministry knowing that you know we are getting tourists from these guys so why were they allowed to enter in the first place i think also between like dhanya said between 8th to 21st at least there were congregations happening there was a main international event and then there were smaller state events uh, delhi government puts out the first notice which is very vague i think you know they just say that no sports no conferences on the march on march 13th they should have ideally had religious conferences also mentioned that explicitly but they mention it on the march 16th and uh march 16th when an order comes that you can't even have religious congregations going on so why was it allowed to go on from march 16 to march 21st 
and when you have the police station right next door so clearly i mean uh, and tablighis from what i've i hadn't really heard about this group before they made the news but from what i hear there are particularly radical strain of preachers they they're a bit like mormons i guess no not evangelical in their approach is what no. i've read and and I was reading a Mumbai Mirror piece at least, which said that even the Deobandis and all don't like them. I mean, there are people within the Sunni sects that don't like them because of their particularly kind of uh, radical approach to Islam. If anything, they are on the other side. So this is they're the problem. Radical? Like the this Indian media only starts to care about Muslims when they have to demonize them. I'm sure all these anchors on TV they haven't even been to like they don't even know where this markaz is. So if you have known what it is, so let me just give you a uh, sort of a context. this movement it's a revivalist movement so it started in the second half of the 19th century like all movements if you really th- uh, look at it all the re- islamic revival revivalist movements in india started in the later period of the 19th century or early 20th century and that's the reason for that because they were products of their circumstances you look at uh, deoband uh, molana nanotwi ashrapali thanvi sulaiman nadwi hazrat mohani even uh, ubulala modudi the founder of the jamaat e islami so all these every all of these things started after the first war of independence 1857 because that was the decisive blow to political power in india how many tests have been done in india so far because i mean my thing is that people are there was this one uh, lady uh, she also tweeted and then of course she got into a twitter scrap with someone twitter is the last place that one should actually go to but today there is no other option because newspapers don't come and twitter has become a huge source of information mm-hmm. although you get a lot of good so- information there as well she said that i'm just going by the data johns hopkins data are you questioning johns hopkins data abhi johns hopkins data is picking up sarkar ka data na johns hopkins ke thode researcher yahan test kar rahe hain so, so, so i think there is you know th- some apologists for the state i mean they are smart people they are scientists they are intelligent people but you know the kind of half truths that they say is really worrying my question is How many tests have been done so far in India? And so how many are being done every day? About forty-five thousand. Hmm, forty-seven. Forty-seven thousand. So that is out of which about twenty twenty-five thousand has been done in the last like five eight days. That yeah. means still then about twenty thousand tests were done in all of India. Yeah. Now like, what the fuck do you know from that? Yeah. Like seriously, I mean our numbers are not low because we potentially have low numbers. I mean I'm not saying it's one way or the other, but it's like saying that I mean the people who laugh at you know. Tavleen Singh saying that I spoke to my household help and I spoke to my driver and he says this, therefore the world thinks this. That's a dumb way of going by it. But then, how is our testing mechanism any different from Tavleen talking to her driver and cook and telling us what the world thinks? Like Danya also said, there's this cluster she was talking about which don't have any contact, which means it's community transmission. The government is still insisting that there's no community transmission at all in India, which is, I mean, if I'm- the Yeah, sorry. One thing I want to add here: see, forty-seven thousand nine fifty-one samples were tested. Is what the ICMR and the ministry said yesterday. Okay. Now, if you look at the numbers, Kerala has tested out of this eight thousand samples. Karnataka, I think, has reached four thousand. Maharashtra is around seven to eight thousand. Rajasthan is six thousand. So only five to six states. Maharashtra, Maharashtra, constitute a huge number. Maharashtra is twelve thousand plus. 
ha so ah. maharashtra has increased exponentially in the last 2 3 days because i think on 28th or 29 maharashtra was still at 6000 so they have ramped up their testing so this 47000 that we are talking about for the entire country it's only a few states where the testing has really gone up yeah. and those are the states where the cases also have gone up obviously so when we say the 47000 it's not a number for the whole country i feel it's just for a few states where more testing is being conducted see is happening because i don't think there is much problem with the test kits they have the test kits as uh, we discussed the other day yes with each test kits you can conduct 100 tests yeah, right per kit can per conduct kit, 100 ha. so if each state is getting 25 kits so they can conduct 2500 every day per day but they are not but they are not doing they are not there's, doing it because of the the rules uh, you know set up by the central government that uh, either you have come from abroad mm. so they are not lenient about it and it's it's not just coming from abroad is not enough you have to have come from abroad have to have demonstrated symptoms yes. only then and yes. or you should have had contact with somebody who's tested positive okay i tell you two or, or you should be what's the singer's name again karnika kapoor ha, then you'll get five tests <laughs> she has already been tested five times see there are 2 lakh 19000 uh, around uh, these many uh, you know travelers are under surveillance right now even among them the tests conducted so far are 16000 uh, which is yeah. part of this 45 47000 16000 of them have been tested so far and, and i think under surveillance when we look at the data we should also understand that the central government is being completely uh, opaque with the numbers they have told icmr to stop giving out data and uh, they do not entertain any questions in press conferences there are these numbers are thanks to some states who are being transparent with the data like maharashtra has been you know there are daily briefings where they're telling you okay today uh, recovered these many tested these many uh, deaths you know these many deaths not every state is doing that i just had a couple of announcements to make before we continue with this discussion uh, one is that uh, in these depressing times where most of our podcasts are to do with depressing news We have started a slightly uplifting podcast. When you're stuck at home, uh, you can travel the country uh, with Rocky, Mayur, Prashant, and me. Rocky and Mayur, Prashant, and me made a show uh, called Highway to Plate. We made a show called Vital Stats of India. We made a show called Jai Hind. So we made several shows. We made a show called Food Adventures with Rocky and Mayur. So over about eight, ten years, we traveled the country by road, exploring various various aspects. So we're going to be taking you guys on a road trip. sitting in our homes uh, the record the audio quality of that show may not be as good as this because this show we record from office with all of us together that we record cuz everyone's in different parts uh, so do check it out uh, the second episode should be out this week we will bring you one state every week we will take you to one state and tell you what it's like there what the food is like what you should see what a road journey there is like so check it out you will like it and if you want to be a part of the newsletter you listen to that podcast and you know the email id we give you you write into us and we'll give you a newsletter which gives you little anecdotes and trivia of what we speak about and also photographs of our adventures and journeys across india over 10 years secondly our news laundry sena project which is the central vista project we have discussed it several times i still don't understand when they're saying there's just no money anywhere they will still go ahead with the 22000 central vista project Hamida will be doing. She's already started a detailed report on this. This report has many angles: the ecological angle, the economic angle, the architectural angle, the logistical and the governance angle of redoing this entire chunk of Delhi where all the government offices are. So go to newslawney. dot com, click on the top right hand corner where it says subscribe, 
and you can pay directly into this project or you can subscribe to us for as little as 300 rupees a month and why i tell you it's very important you subscribe to independent media outfits during these days is because over the next year or two there's going to be an economic shitstorm that is not being discussed here in india yet uh, it is being discussed in the us a lot because the likelihood of it pulling you know millions and millions of people into poverty is huge it will have an economic impact that could sink many large corporations and since ad funded news depends on large corporations they only have government ads to survive on and that makes it very hard for legacy and big media to survive when they are only going to be taking money from the government so unless you step up not only could this be a medical emergency an economic emergency over the next year and a half it could also be a free press catastrophe and think about it so therefore i urge you support independent media pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served when advertisers pay advertisers are served if china even has i mean let's assume they're not complete idiots if they were sure they know more about this disease than any of us or any other part of the world if they knew that the wet markets are the cause i mean it's not like they have to you know pander to any you know middle class or this class that they want to eat their bats and pangolin and china doesn't give a fuck about anybody if that was the cause would they allow them to open again but isn't so much a i mean it's not so much the market is the problem the problem is that it happened in some certain conditions unsanitary conditions i mean you have like a uh, swine flu that doesn't mean you close off all pig markets right or you have bird flu you don't close off all bird markets but no here the markets were a problem because what I, what was happening was that they were getting wildlife uh, wild animals for trade and slaughtering them and if you slaughter them there's live Yeah There's that's what a very easy chance of the virus jumping from one animal to the other to then humans so it's how the markets were conducted that's yeah. what i'm saying in in their own like on But their own they're not a problem so i said so we need to check this Uh, last I, I don't checked, know if that what the news is about because the other report I read some days ago was they were really regulating those markets. Uh, what what we need to check is so wet markets are fine. Wet markets are basically markets where you're slaughtering live. So you slaughter a chicken live, you slaughter a goat live. You're basically slaughtering hmm. live. What shouldn't happen in wet market is wild animals being slaughtered live. So right. now what I read last week ago that China has banned wildlife trade. So which means these wet markets will not have wild animals and should not have pangolins should have not pang- have yeah so they have pangolins and bats which need are the to main check problem that. and that I'm not sure of I mean, the everything coming out of China right now is like you can't really believe yeah, so anything because it's a black hole there these have... wet markets have been regulated and whether wildlife has stopped entering these markets for consumption that right. needs to they be they shut out a lot of media also so yeah. now shashwati is a non subscriber but has sent us a mail now because we are in sars season and any you know view on that could enrich the conversation i will read it but normally we don't read non subscribers mail so shashwati can i please urge you and nudge you to subscribe and pay to keep news free so hello news lord you have the team i'll make this short i'm sick of everyone just take talking of singapore and sometimes south korea as being great examples of containing coronavirus nobody talks about taiwan which first noticed something was wrong and warned who only to be ignored they have done a stellar job only 50 cases to begin with and as of today 298 with two deaths and she's given us the link to cdc.gov.tw/en how have they managed it the biggest reason is that they are a robust democracy unlike china whose government suppresses information about the virus and even now you can't really believe the numbers there are other reasons of course like how the government is run by com- competent people the president has a phd from lse and her vp is an epidemiologist who has handled the sars epidemic and they have a minister for digital affairs audrey tang 
who is very accomplished and incidentally the first trans woman to be a, in, have a ministerial position anywhere in the world wow okay all this to say that this is how they roll despite not being as rich as the usa or uk so of course they have done a better job than them i lived between taiwan and india and i can see how differently both the countries have handled the pandemic you all have said everything there is to say about the incompetence and venality of the powers that be in india but i hope you will do a piece comparing the two countries we have much to learn from this scrappy little nation adrift in the pacific so please stop looking to singapore like every other nri uncle ji who just <laughs> loves authoritarianism because that is of course what we need what they call quaintly call discipline someone i think it was raman sir said something to that effect though much more nuanced because well it's raman sir no indians don't need discipline they need a functioning government basically if you treat people like shit they behave like it true absolutely Couldn't agree a, more, yeah. you know shashwati can you please write a piece i promise our desk will fix it if you're not confident about your reporting we will check fact checks we will you know see where you have cited that information mehraj is one of the finest deskies in the country and we are fortunate to have him in the newslaundry studio why don't you send us a piece send it on contact at newslaundry.com also mark it to me at abhinandansekri@gmail.com i repeat abhinandansekri@gmail.com and let's do a comparison of how taiwan handled it mm. and how singapore handled it and how india has handled it because uh, i think this point you've made of authoritarianism being mm. seen as an efficient kind of uh, you know hack it needs to be dispelled yeah absolutely no also and, in taiwan's case i mean uh, because there's this whole political thing with china and everything even the who has treated them shabbily they aren't recognizing what they have done acknowledging yeah, one of the criticisms for who no. was that taiwan had warned them that there was human to human transmission they didn't take it seriously and uh, one of the recent uh, interviews actually somebody was a journalist japanese journalist i think was interviewing a who official who hung up when she asked about no, taiwan, taiwan is yes. one that every channel every country is talking to uh, i've seen it on bbc <laughs> i've seen it on abc uh, i've seen it on cnn so everybody is talking about their experience you know how did they control it and how fast they started they start and they, by the way they did not close uh, they did not have any lockdown taiwan is one example that every country is uh, you know talking about these days so i have seen all these news channels bbc abc cnn so everybody has spoken to them that is how i came to know about it and then i started reading about it the only quibble i have with this mail is this idea that you have to have these like very qualified people in positions of authority and epidemiologist or a very learned person to run a country efficiently that's not at all the case i mean you can have a very ordinary not very educated in the formal sense of the word person but people who are leaders they surround themselves with people who know their stuff and let them do this stuff unlike in this country where even a pandemic is basically a pr exercise for modi ji this is the one heartening thing to come out of this yeah tragedy is that people have really stepped up but it's also tragic that it shouldn't have to be done in the first place yeah you should have a society you should have a government where these things are taken care of where nobody goes hungry where nobody has to sleep on the road and this is where you know we keep trashing both the extreme left and the so called uneducated right wingers now i've become very intolerant of using that that term very discreetly overwhelming majority of them are illiterate buffoons they don't know conservatism if they fucking if it slapped them in the face they don't know fiscal prudence they don't even know what the fuck they stand for as long as you hate muslims you're right wing in our country um so 
you see how the us takes this shit really seriously that fuck if these people are going out of jobs if they have no money even the media npr cnn you see the mainstream media how seriously they take families who can't pay rent who can't and this becomes a big story that each of them flashes i mean even a man as insensitive and as dickish as trump has to have he has had to retract his early utterances to make sure that dude no one is going to die on my watch of hunger and that is what an efficient system does it doesn't matter whether it is fucking communist or capitalist or chutiaist or whatever the fuck is it is as long as it's efficient it works and in our country i'd rather be ideologically aligned than efficient meri ideology efficiency gayi bhad mein matlab yahi chutiya mentality le doobti hai hame sabhi inefficient hai left right center i mean at the basic level that's what a government is for if it doesn't do even these basic things what the hell is it there for i think kerala is doing good on that front it's got a lot of very good press especially the health minister dhanya how much of it be honest uh, how much of it is actually you know because everybody else is khattar and yogi that kerala is outstanding or is it genuinely really efficient in making sure that the shit doesn't quite hit the fan no i think they have been quite efficient when the first uh, three students from wuhan what has positive then the family uh, there's a family which came from italy and didn't tell anyone and they and almost seven people got infected from them so so kerala has had setbacks but beyond all that i think as a state they have come together quite well uh, and um, from the beginning like for example uh, from uh, home delivering midday meal supplies to giving ration at home cook packages at home making sure people are in quarantine and they are uh, checked through mobile phones etc so most of the things uh, of how other states are monitoring started from kerala which is why telangana and other states have sent delegations to kerala to understand uh, how they are actually combating the disease the fact that the numbers have gone up in kerala obviously because they have too many dubai returns and too many people from the uae seem to have brought the virus back to india and they are doing more testing so i don't think this whole argument that oh kerala is not doing well considering their numbers are high that's not true their numbers are high because they are testing people more and they have lot of uae returns uh, but as far as measures are concerned i think they have done really well and the health minister her team see even the chief minister every day he has a press meet at 6 o'clock in which uh, he uh, allows uh, he answers all the questions and he gives an entire like it's not just the numbers he tells exactly what is happening in the state and this press conference has been happening for almost 10 15 days now either the health minister or the chief minister comes so there is transparency i think more than anything it's transparency that is working in kerala's favor telangana so many other states give no information practically no information we don't even know who's dead in telangana they're just saying nine people dead we don't know what age uh, bracket where they died nothing absolutely no information so like uh, danya spoke about this midday meal it has gone out of the window in delhi there is no midday meal in up there is no midday meal where is midday meal now these children are not getting any food and there are so many children who depend so on many children are depending they go they that. go to the school only for the midday meal so the midday meal is not happening in the north what was uh, really uh, like oh, abhinandan was talking about efficiency so some days ago the chief minister kerala chief minister he announced that they'll set up kitchens community kitchens too and the next day they were up and running 
very next yes. day and there were pictures of very clean people in clean kitchens with people in like protective gear and every everything i mean that that is efficiency that is what you need the government for well, also the delhi chief minister has announced that uh, they'll triple the scale of ongoing food distribution program which is meant to feed the poor people in the capital i mean i know for a fact i mean not plugging any any company or anything but it is a fact and i know that zomato is doing a lot to you know create these food centers i don't like calling them hunger centers and i wish they'd stop calling them hunger centers all over the uh, city the, you know excess food they but the thing is in one of those 7000 people landed up and that led to that's a, a problem because yeah. people have no food but anyway delhi has said that they'll take this up and they'll feed 1.2 million poor uh, let's see how that goes all right until next week be safe take care and take care of people around you in your neighborhood no one should starve to death guys just make sure of that yeah goodbye good luck bye bye all of you listening in the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta we will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers served thank you goodbye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel